Hello and welcome to Trading Movies. I'm Janaid. And I'm Omar. And today we will be discussing the 2012 movie Mud. But before we get into that, Omar, what did you watch this week? This week I saw three of the Scream movies. Um, I saw Scream 1, Scream 5, and I went to the theaters to watch Scream 6. Oh, how'd you like, uh, well, let's start at the top. How'd you like 1? I thought 1 was really good. So I was weary about watching 1 because I was like, oh, it's old, whatever. It's probably going to be like a, a cringy Drew uh, Barrymore movie. on the top? Yeah, 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 But it was good. It was a good movie. And do, then, uh, do you now see how many movies are influenced by that? Yes. Like the sheer number of static yeah. movies that are just... It's screen. But also, I saw five, and I saw six, and I was seeing, like, Courtney Cox and stuff in there, and I'm now watching one just makes more sense in okay. terms of the characters have moved on. I still got to watch two, three, four. I watched, yeah. I watched five yeah. uh, last week as well when I was under the weather. I really enjoyed five. Yeah. Yeah. And, they're, they're quite enjoyable. But, man, Courtney Cox. Oh, man. <laughs> the, let's just say there's it's, a surgeon out there who has made yes. a lot of money. Off of uh, off of Courtney Cox because she looks very different, very yeah, different very from different. the even the first movie. If you see the first Scream movie, oh, well, that's also like what is it like twenty five years ago now? Yeah, it was it was ninety six or six? so when yeah, she was so doing twenty seven. Yeah, yeah twenty seven yeah, years exactly. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Scream movies were good. I also started watching season four of You. Oh, so you were full murder this week? Yeah, like, you're really, just full murder. Full creep. murder this week. It's been one of those weeks for me. What do you think about season four? It, it's in London, yeah. <sighs> it's in London. It's. People have been telling me, you were one of them, yeah. who said that you preferred this so far over season three. I should say, I didn't mind it. Yeah, I didn't mind yeah. it as much. as uh, Season three, I thought was a little iffy, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I haven't finished the season. I still have a couple episodes. I should say, Juthi and I both knew who the killer would be after like the first or second episode. We're like, oh, it's this guy. I haven't seen all of them yet. Oh, you'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, I, don't, I didn't think season three was great. No. But so far, season four... I'm not thinking is that much better. I think, I, I, again, it's more of like watching a train crash. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like where it's like, okay, the writers have gotten them into this position. How are they going to get out? Yeah. And also there's a South Asian character in this one. So I'm like, good. His student, Nadia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Representation. This one's also just so, I, I find it convenient plot wise in the beginning when he's like just pushed into this group of people that he gets put into the same life again. What episode are you on? I'm on, I think, five. That, so five that was six. my that yeah. was my issue too. And then they do yeah. explain it. Like they semi explain how he's able to do it because like he took a bunch of money from his ex-wife and, and yeah. he, the guy gave him a new identity, blah, blah, blah. All of that to say though, I don't know many billionaires personally. Omar, I don't know how many billionaires you know personally or multi-multi-millionaires. Yeah. But I feel like if a random person came into their friend group and then a bunch of people started dying, like, they'd probably be private detectives. Yes. You know? Some 100%. Security, yeah. yeah. I feel like someone <laughs> would be worried about that. But yeah, so this one, um, I mean, I'll, I'll finish it because it's, uh, I, I want to know what, what happens. And you've already given the commitment of time. I've so, already given the commitment of time. Yeah. But yeah, so that's me for this week. How about you? Uh, so I was, I was sick. Uh, yes, you were. Sick for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Not, not good. Um. Finish uh sorry, finish the last of us. Yeah. So dude, if you have if you're up. behind, yeah. it's so good. Okay. Yeah, so to... the last episode is is insane. It's, okay. it's insane. Uh I've been rewatching Succession because the third or the fourth and final season premieres on Sunday. This is a show that values a rewatch because the dialogue is so good. And right. like there's so many plot points that happen like three episodes before that are just kind of happening and then they become relevant again. Yeah. The best example I can give of this is from another piece of media. Uh, I don't think you read the Harry Potter books, right? No. Okay. First Harry Potter book, first chapter, they mentioned Sirius Black. He's not mentioned again till the third book. Yeah. It's like that kind of like clever writing. This 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 show has a lot of that. Okay. And and then on top of that, it's like business and family drama. So I it's it's good for me. I like yeah. it. Mandalorian is back. 
Um, very good. Again, I just like Pedro Pascal when he takes care of small babies people i think that <laughs> yeah. i just like that uh i will say though apparently their viewership is down like it's not doing as big numbers as like the previous two seasons i don't know why that is but okay the quality is still there though yeah i would say the quality is still pretty good um in the most recent episode you, you remember jar jar binks yeah they had the actor who played him come back as like a jedi oh, okay. so they're kind of kind of giving him like his glory after he was race racially abused after that first movie because yeah. he got bullied like he didn't like wasn't his fault that yeah. they gave him like those things but yeah he got bullied so it was nice to bring him back um and then obviously i watched uh stream five like i mentioned yeah. and uh very good uh I, I was pleasantly surprised i was also in a haze of of nyquil but it was good <laughs> i enjoyed it um but with that omer you know you, you did mention uh a scream let's uh take a look at the box office because i believe the latest scream is in our top five this week uh, so last week Shazam opened. Uh, Umar, are you gonna watch Shazam? Uh, what is it called? Fury of the Gods. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm not interested. Yeah. In that. <laughs> okay. So it made 30 million bucks last week, and that's probably all it's gonna make. Yeah. Um, everyone hates this movie. Yeah. And then even a lot of noise is coming out afterwards, where apparently The Rock was really, really um, influential with DC and his movie, and he caused some developmental issues with this movie. So people are really mad at him because this movie was kind of a cult classic, the first one. Yeah. And then this one is just. Bad. So how did he affect this one? I believe he refused Shazam, the main character in this one, from being in his movie yeah. as like a like a cameo or something. And it was supposed to be interconnected. I think Black Adam was supposed to be the bad guy, as opposed to like Black Adam being a Superman kind of yeah. thing. It was like kind of like two characters that are more on the same level. Uh, and obviously they were like, no, no, we'll listen to The Rock because he's a bigger star or whatever. And they didn't listen to the producers or directors. And apparently that screwed up the movie. I don't have enough of a, I don't have enough of a um, influence on 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 the movie itself. Uh, when I say influence, I mean like I don't care enough about these DC movies. Yeah. At this point, when it comes to DC, I'll I'll just wait till the big movies come out because Shazam clearly didn't have the uh, it didn't have the push that it, it needed. I'm surprised at the level of um, uh, it, it affect uh, or like influence the Rock. Like well, as an I actor think I think have. the goal was to have him as part of like a broader yeah. series like like maybe yeah. like if you revamp the series and make him the big bad or like make him like an anti-hero or something because he can put seats he can put butts in seats yes right yeah and not many, very many stars can really draw like people to come to the movies like that yeah. so i think that's why they were kowtowing to him but it ultimately didn't work yeah black adam sure. wasn't good uh number two scream uh six 17.3 million it was number one last week mm-hmm. uh Creed is at number three. It was number two. So it made 15.3 mil. So it's come down a bit. But yeah. honestly, I've heard a lot of good things. We still need to watch it. I've heard our review. Yeah, I've yeah. heard our review. But we will. Sorry, COVID. Um, and then four, 65. Uh, Adam Driver's movie, 5.8 million. Do you know what this movie's about? Some alien or something? So he's on. A, he's an alien planet. Yeah. And he has to deliver a family, a group of people across the galaxy. And then he crash lands on Earth. And it's a crustaceous period. And so he has to deal with dinosaurs and stuff. But guess what? There's another twist. He lands on Earth 24 hours before the meteors that caused, like, the dinosaurs. That is a heavy plot. Adjusted. Yeah, and and so yeah, that's uh, that's a whole other thing. It does it doesn't have the best ratings, to be honest. No, yeah. it did not do well, and uh, and also part of that movie is also Wolf and Cub. Like he, a girl survives, so he has to take care of her, kind of thing. Uh, so okay, it's like, okay. okay, you're putting a lot in one movie, yeah. and then. At five, what is it like four or five weeks after it came out? Is Ant Man four point two million dollars? Yeah, it's still in the five, top five. Bro, four point two million doesn't even cover like 
the director's fee probably <laughs> or, or even or even uh what's his name ant-man say how much do you think ant-man got paid for that like six seven mil probably uh at least he must have got paid a bit right yeah. like yeah that is more than that i think yeah so that's actually um so ant-man we'll get back to that because i have another point about that but opening this weekend Omar, it's a big weekend it's a huge weekend. So what are you excited for this weekend? Okay, John Wick. Have you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I've been excited for for a while, but I saw the critics' ratings on it, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it came out with like a 9.1 or yeah. like something on IMDb, and yeah. then a 93% Rotten Tomato rating. So I was like, wow. And you know, the, the one thing I really love about these movies is they're directed by former stuntmen. So the action sequences are, are real. Proper. Like they're, they, 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 yeah. they keep, they pull you in. Is this movie for everyone? No. Do you have to suspend your belief? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's still a dope time. Yeah. When you and it's Keanu the... Reeves at his best. Yeah. He doesn't actually have to act. He just yeah. Has, he yeah. says maybe like 30 words the whole he movie. He does all his, uh, he's known as a marksman himself. Yeah. Well, what's his, what's his best line? Yeah, I think I'm back. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the only line anyone can say of his. It's, like, that's it's it. so funny because every time he talks, it sounds like he's struggling to get the words out. Yeah, like he, he sounds, it seems like he doesn't know his lines. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? what so it's always fun when, uh, well, but I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great one of John. Yeah, no, no, I, I have nothing, yeah. nothing against, uh, against John Wick at all. Um, and then there's a couple other movies that are coming out. One, Tetris, the Tetris movie. Have you heard of this? I have heard. I saw the trailer yeah. of it. And it I actually was, looks insane. It like, looks, it looks weird. It was actually. surprised. I was like, oh, yeah. Tetris, okay. And uh, and then I talked to you about this before, but Jen Aniston and uh, yes, Adam Sandler have that murder mystery movie, and it did numbers like yeah. the last one. So they have a second one that's coming out this weekend super easy watch the first one so i think this is going to be it's going to do a lot of like it's going to be on top tens on netflix yeah because people are just going to throw it on and it'll just be in the back yeah um but there is one new trailer and as canadians we need to talk about it that is blackberry so it's about the creation of like blackberry with the company research in motion omar did you ever have a blackberry no actually you didn't i was i got a phone well, I was, it was still at the BlackBerry time. When we were the iPhones school, were out. Yeah. The when we were in high school. Out. No, because when I was in like grade nine, maybe it was because where I was in high school, like uh, we were in different cities, but BBM was huge. Yeah. Like I remember my code in 328 962 or whatever it was. Like, yeah. I and then like you scan the, the QR code and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a thing. So I'm, I'm excited because there's a generation of people, I want to say a generation that's older than us, who started doing business mobily through blackberry yeah and now like that's just a brand that's just disappeared, disappeared. Yeah. yeah you don't hear it's... about them at all <laughs> it would actually be a fun watch that movie i think I-, I like business movies yeah like i like um like this new air jordan movie air, yeah air. like great. i just i just love that like when yeah. they're building something and then when you know what that thing is now to yeah see how it started i really like that yeah uh, and the phil knight's book the creator of nike it's really good that the creator the ice the book is amazing yeah shoe dog yeah shoe really, dog really good. really good book yeah look at us we're cultural we're, <laughs> we're telling you guys about books to read um but in other news Umar, the reason i wanted to talk about this was ant-man okay so we watched that together what did you think about the cgi uh mediocre compared to okay so great segue because the person in charge of cgi at marvel um she was like the marvel exec in charge of like the yeah. head honcho she was let go this week Okay, and there's a couple of interesting things here. Ooh. So she was let go, and a lot of journalists and people who are keyed into this, uh, there was a big article about it, yeah. and they were like, this article is a hit piece. Like, everyone loves her in the industry, right? Mm. They, in the article, they claim, like, individual artists were scared of her, and people are like, why would the exec, like, the top, top CGI person know individual artists? Like, there's no way that next is yeah. So people are thinking she's being scapegoated uh, because 
obviously they've had CGI issues, multiple movies in a row and TV shows. Yeah. And part of it is also because they, when Disney Plus came out, they're like, we're going to launch like 15 different shows. Yeah. And like it, so clearly there's been some pressure. And here's the hook. This is what I find really funny. Disney has their own book, like publisher called Hyperion Books. Okay. And this woman has her biography coming out next week or next month. Oh, <laughs> it's still coming boy. out. <laughs> yeah, I was so astounded. Like it's still coming out. And it's all about how like she's a uh, she's an openly LGBTQ woman in mm. this industry that's overly male, and it's about you know her journey, and they just let her go. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, especially at this time, from a let PR the book come out and wait a month or so, then let her go. Right, like <laughs> or just put her on like soft duties. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then you can't help but wonder like their next movie is Guardians, and that's a very CGI heavy movie. So. And um, definitely, she's involved in that. Well, I mean, absolutely. It yeah. takes years, exactly. Right? So, so she's, the head, she's essentially the head of that. So, one do you still. think they fired her preemptively, or they fired her for past performance? Oh, it has to be past performance. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. it has to be past performance. Yeah. Preemptively is not doesn't make sense to me. No, and I think part of it is also the way Disney or the way Marvel makes these movies is they don't have a script a lot of the time. Yeah, they'll, they'll be like, okay, we have four movies coming out. Can we put an Easter egg here for that? And like. So they don't have the full sequences thought out, right? So yeah. they'll go to the CGI people and say, we want this, this, and this. Give them, like, four options, and then they'll pick one of those. Yeah. Versus, like, another movie, they might only have one option. Yeah. So then you can put all your effort into making that fire, that explosion look good. As yeah. opposed to having to storyboard, like, four or five different things. Yeah. Hopefully this makes the movies better. I th- well, I'm hoping it does. I feel like she, if if she's being scapegoated, then this won't make a difference. If, if she had a legitimate role and like if she was like standing over people, being like, yeah, click harder, <laughs> that's her micromanaging. We don't know a lot about CGI here, but we assume you have to click, <laughs> click harder. I mean, it could be a bit of both. Yeah, scapegoating so. and the workload thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the workload thing is real, and also yeah. like as two brown guys, those are the only time we see brown names in these movies. Yeah, CGI artists. Literally. So like, we see the last name. I'm sorry, or yeah, something. Or Ali, Papa, and you're like, yeah, like, yeah, one of us. <laughs> so yo, uh, we're involved. <laughs> I want to speak directly to Marvel here. Please pay them properly and don't give them so much work give them some vacation you know maybe some tickets to disney world because we like the movies it's just like some of this stuff is really bad you know some of this stuff is coming out looking ugly looking ugly yeah ant-man was a prime example of that yeah yeah so speaking of looking ugly let's move on to masala minute so what do you have to talk about today on Masala Minute? Okay, a number of things, but we have to start off the bat with Salman Khan's 2023 Eid release coming out in a month. Kisi ka bhai, kisi ki jaan. Um, which is, so a little fun fact about this film. This film, if uh, any of you... Bollywood watchers or knowers, uh, you might have heard of someone called Sajid Nadia Mughala. Mm-hmm. And he is a big producer in India who made four films in the last two years, all four flops. So um, 2021, he had two films produced. 2022, he had two films produced. All four films just destroyed at the box office. So he had this script, which he presented to Salman Khan, and Salman Khan didn't like the script, and he decided to move forward with it. But the producer pulled out 
lacking confidence in the script and lacking confidence so he, he lacked yeah. confidence in his own script yeah he lacked confidence in the script he like or not but he lacked confidence just generally and in, in, in get, giving a hit film right now and 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 so he pulled out of this and they had apparently there were some creative differences between him and Salman Khan so the producer pulled out and Salman Khan is now producing this film under his own production company Salman Khan films so has he has he produced films before yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. okay he's produced films before so this is now from Asadia Nadirwala to uh Salman Khan films production so a lot of things in this movie are definitely heavily influenced by Salman Khan which brings us to <laughs> his look now I don't know if his look was determined uh... no no his look was the creative difference that led to the <laughs> producer leaving so his look in this movie if anyone's seen the trailer oh or the God. music that's come out is incredibly long hair incredibly long hair. like like no need to be that long. yeah it's incredibly long and and, and unless there's some story reason like some why religious he has reason long hair. or like i promise not to yeah. cut my hair until x yeah that we're gonna find out in the film when we watch the film unless there's some reason for that i don't understand why the creative choice of giving such long hair to him maybe it's to make him look younger i don't know uh because he's he is apparently looking like he's romancing i don't know puja hedge which is who is a girl in her early 20s and, and, I think. and it doesn't look like he's done any work on his body yeah. to like you know no cardio is going on yeah. to like lose some weight or anything like yeah. that he just looks the same <laughs> yeah but with like a 21 year old's hair well that's saman khan saman khan's gonna be saman khan in the movie right that's he's essentially i mean i i look at him as like he reminds me of kind of the rock yeah Hollywood yeah. where you have to make the role for him the role is for him like he's gonna be him the rock doesn't play characters the rock plays the rock yeah rock and plays like bald dude with massive exactly guns. and yeah. Saman Khan plays Saman Khan just like Schwarzenegger and, and like exactly. and like Liam Neeson for a bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you just play himself so that's the way that Saman Khan's not gonna change himself for a role his body anything like he's that. not he's not Christian Bale no he's not so you know that 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 being said couple of songs have come out of this movie uh the earlier song the first song that came out it's been i want to say a couple of months since that song came out but you know he does that uh heavily memefied dance oh my god uh, that is the the, uh, the, the, the lunges, steps the step. oh my god bro <laughs> i was like he looks like he you know you know when you like you might like spill water and you like grab a towel and you like trying to wipe it down that's what he's doing with his feet like you're like, wiping a towel with your feet yeah yeah exactly like, or like uh, yeah I don't, I don't understand what that dance move is again creative choices also the, the, the best part about that that scene though so he does that dance move i think he's in like a, a dining room like they're in the house right all of his boys behind him are like yo sick move and the girl's like oh my god that's such a nice move and it's like guys he's standing in place that's in the new song yeah so the yeah, new song that yeah. just came out like about two days ago or something yeah. yesterday or the day before and this is a Salman khan sung song bro when, yeah. when, when yeah. my wife told me that i was like why are you doing this he did one back in 2014 for his movie called kick uh he did a song called hangover um which was actually a pretty popular song this one just doesn't i mean for me this doesn't hit the, I'm hit falling the notes. In love. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the auto tune too you can yeah, hear yeah. The, the pitch corrector yeah so i mean i'm not a huge fan of the song myself no um, no not a huge fan of the song and i'm i'm not i'm not i don't understand what the movie is going to be about fully but Wait, it's what did be... you say the title was again yeah so he's got his brothers and his he's someone's from brother and someone's, someone's love yeah right. and it's, it's it's a play on like what he's called in real life as well like everyone calls him pai john yeah. like pai you know like so i wonder what the story i mean i think it's gonna be your typical saman khan movie he's has a romantic interest he's gonna be uh doing some action oh and he's there's goofy some... but he's also good at he's everything yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah. i think there's gonna be some typical saman khan movie vibes going on in this one it's an eid release 
2023 Eid release coming out in a month. We'll be watching that and putting out our review. Yeah, we will be watching it. Yeah. We will be putting out a review. Uh, I will be disappointed. So tune in for, tune in for that. Yeah, our hopes are not uh, that high for this film. Yeah, no. But in other uh, news for uh, Bollywood, uh, a movie that actually looks promising to me, mm-hmm. um, starring Sarah Ali Khan, Vikrant Masi, and uh, Chitrangara Singh, it looks a promising murder mystery film. Um, it's uh, coming out on Disney Hotstar March thirty first, so it's a release next week. It's a it's a movie, not a show. It's a it's a movie, yeah, it's a movie. Um, okay. and it looks uh, it looks interesting. If you check out the trailer, it's uh, it's a mystery film. Um, it looks like it's a murder mystery film. I feel like the last thing I actively engaged with an Ali Khan was Sacred Games with Saif Ali Khan. Saif, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, I'm That's, good. This is his daughter. <laughs> yeah, his daughter. Yeah, is she a good actress? She's pretty. Yeah, she's yeah. A good, she's a good actress. Yeah, she 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 knows how to act. I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, the next one, the big one coming up, Ajitav Gunn's Bola, the one he directed. And so, so what's the trend on that? Is it going to be good? Do you think? What 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 what, what, are, the, what are the streets saying? Uh the tra- I mean, from the trailers and from the previews, the the outlook is looking positive in terms okay. of how many people, how many butts this movie can put in seats in theaters. Um, the quality of the film is yet to be seen. There's a lot of action in this movie. There's a six-minute bikes chase, apparently, like a six-minute bike chase, apparently, in this film. So there's that going to happen. We love, you know, yeah. two wheels and chases <laughs> as go listen to our Patan review. Yeah, You but, know how much we love motorbike chases. Yes, exactly. But this one, so this one has some high, like, again, with this one, it becomes the CGI hold up and our action sequences choreographed in a you know, not even I don't. I'm not even going for realistic, but in a somewhat, you know, creative, well done way. So if we if we, let's imagine a spectrum here, on one end is Singham, yeah, okay, and on the other end is let's say Pratan, okay, a yeah. movie that claims to have taken like action seriously. Where do you think this movie falls between that spectrum? On uh, the Pratan side or on the Singham side? It's gonna be directly in the middle, I think. Yeah, I think it's gonna be at like a five six. So there's going to be some very clear, like, ridiculousness. Yeah, because yeah. this reminds me of a film Ajit when directed and acted in 2016 called Shivai. Okay. And yeah, I get yeah. a trailer that was promising. A trailer that created a lot of buzz, actually. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, yeah a trailer yeah. that created huge amounts of buzz, and the action just didn't hold up for me. And the um, the creative choices in terms of choreography, in terms of what they tried to show, it just didn't, it, it, it didn't, it didn't hold up. So... I'm kind of thinking it's another good, it, it might be another one like that, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, the other one, Aditya Rai Kapoor playing in a double role. One of his roles is a murderer. The other is a regular guy in this movie called Gumrah. I don't know what to expect these. I'm generally not a huge fan of double role films. Do you like um, Aditya Rai Kapoor? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't, I don't dislike him, yeah. um, but I just, I haven't seen a film of his that I'm like overly oh my god. I feel like he's amazing. A, I feel like he's a handsome guy. Handsome guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> handsome guy. The girls love him. I just don't think he's I know, feel like he's a classic like makes a couple of films and then you only ever see him on like Gucci <laughs> billboards for like for like Well he's coming out in films. Things. He was just in the uh, most recent the uh what's that show they remade in Oh yeah yeah the um, um The Night Manager. The Night Manager yeah, yeah, have, yeah, you, yeah. have you seen that show the original? No I haven't. Unreal. Tom oh, Hiddleston yeah. and Hugh Laurie. Yeah, I hear and it's good. Elizabeth Debicki, the um, you know the the woman in Tenet. Yes, she's in that as well. Oh, okay, okay. That's where her whole like just being beautiful on like a Greek island on a yacht. Yeah, thing came. it's like that. That's her. That's all she does. <laughs> good on her though. It's amazing. I love her. Elizabeth Debicki is really cool. Um, um and then so, 
Yeah. That's an interesting movie. Uh, uh, is it coming out on Netflix? What is it? It's going to be in theaters. It's a full uh, It's an okay. April April 7th release, I believe. I believe it's in theaters. I believe it's April 7th release. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final uh, Masala Minute topic of the day. Uh, we talked about this last week or a um, couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago now. Uh, Mrs. Chatterjee vs. Norway. Oh, my God. The Rani Mukherjee film. Now, this film uh, is an interesting one just because it's gotten great audience reviews. Uh, people have seemed to like the film. Um, I mean, according to what the online... It's uh, just based on a false premise. It's just... It was shown to the Norwegian ambassador and Norwegian uh, and the Norwegian yeah. government has really criticized the film. And um, I, I think see why they would. I mean, because from... like it's a very inaccurate portrayal of I read how the family rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, read, I think it's like yeah. the Norwegian a diplomat, or I think like, yeah, yeah. He he wrote an op-ed, and essentially the movie claims like Norway took her kid like into child protective services because like she's doing daisy things like you know feeding her with her hands and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, well, no, that's not why they're gonna take. <laughs> like there were obviously some issues at hand and. I recommend people look into the case actually, because yeah, it the movie isn't an accurate rendition from my understanding. Yeah, and so I can see why the Norwegians yeah, feel yeah. the way they do. So I have to I have to watch the film to like give it more of a um, to give more of an opinion on what I think um, the film did. But I mean, if uh, if it created a, a roar a little bit in the Norwegian government, <laughs> then then I think we're there's probably something there that's not quite accurate. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. also you know. Not a lot of movies getting made about Norway outside of Norway. So when a movie does get made that has Should an be, automatic yeah. audience of a billion people, they're going to be a little sensitive. Yes. You know? It's like, true. you guys just dunking on an entire country right now. Like, you don't even know what she did. <laughs> but it's in theaters right now. Check it out. Yeah. No, that's uh, think. That's interesting. It's in theaters? It's in theaters, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, I'm surprised. I thought, like... Um, I guess I, mean, I guess I haven't been to the movies in two weeks for obvious reasons, but I thought this would be too small of a movie to get a release. Yeah, no, I got a release. Yeah, I got a release. Oh, good it's for currently them. in theaters right now in Ottawa as well. Wow, that is big. Landmark, yeah. Oh, good for you, Rani Mukherjee. It's, yeah. It's been a while, I feel like, since you got a movie that was yeah. you, like just you being yeah, the star. for sure. I feel like women in Bollywood don't get that a lot anyways, so... Yeah, unless you're like a Vidya Balan now or Rani Mukherjee, well, or if the subject matter is like matter Mata is, India, yeah, like, yeah stuff know, like that. Yeah, I, India needs to be supported at all times. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Okay, well that's interesting. That's a great Masala Minute. Where you had a lot of content. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> so I guess it's time for us to move on to our main course today, which is the movie that you recommended to me, which was twenty. Well, it came out in twenty twelve. Officially released in twenty thirteen. Mud. Mud. You never said your name. Mud. You can call me Mud. Um, so let's get into some of the basics information, and then maybe you can give us a plot summary. Uh, so general information, released April 26, 2013. Uh, budget, $10 million, Made, $32.6 million. So tripled the money, not bad at all. Runtime, 130 minutes. Actors, Matthew McConaughey. Um, in their first or second roles, Ty Sheridan and Jacob Laughlin. Sam Shepard, Michael Shannon, Joe Don Baker, Sarah Paulson. Reese Witherspoon, Paul Sparks, and Joe Don Baker. A lot of actors. Uh, it's directed by Jeff Nichols. Um, he has done a couple of other movies. Uh, I haven't seen either of them, Take Shelter or Loving. But he does have a new movie coming out called The Bike Riders. And it's got a lot of big actors in it, like Tom oh, Hardy okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so we will definitely be checking that out. And the score is by David Wingo. So, Mer, I'll turn it over to you. Do you want to give us a quick plot summary? Yeah, so uh, essentially this film, um, in a quick glance, two young friends who um, stumble upon this person named Mud in 
a forest, essentially. Yeah, on an island. On an island, yep. Um, uh, played by Matthew McConaughey. Um, and, you know, this is a man who is, you know, evidently looks homeless or so. Uh, ask them for food, um, to which they come bring him food the next day. They kind of get to know him. Um, and they don't know why he's there or what he's doing or what's going on with him. Uh, but, you know, at one point, uh, they find out that he's a wanted, he's wanted for something. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they ask him about it and he says that he killed the guy. He shot a guy. And essentially, the movie is based around him uh, with his love interest, Reese Witherspoon, who he's currently waiting for to escape with across the end. He finds a you know, boat in this, uh, on this island that he tries to get in the water and escape for good with his girl. And, uh, who's he being chased by? The guy he killed. I think it, yeah, the guy, the, guy the, he the person family. he killed. Yeah, yeah their family, because they had that whole scene of, yeah, yeah the yeah, brother and the, the, brother dad, and the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's a, that, that's the movie. And I think what makes it so incredible is, like Omer said, Mud is played by Matthew McConaughey, but the movie is told through the eyes of, um, essentially one 14-year-old boy. Yep who's also going through a really big change in his life. Yes. And I think the big theme in this movie is relationships. Yes. Uh, everyone in his life has a relationship to each other, or like a romantic relationship, and he sees all of the different kind of permutations of, of love and what yes. he thinks love is. Uh, so that's like the, the, the plot you described is the plot, and then through it, weave through it, is this whole idea of a 14-year-old kid trying to figure out what love means and how to express love and, and what a relationship means. Exactly. And yeah. I think this movie is amazing. Um, yeah. Very similar to what we talked about with, uh, with Prey. It's like a coming of age movie. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what this is. And there are a lot, there is action, there is uh, some romance, but mostly it's about a teenager trying to figure out like their feelings and, and what that means. And I think, that's why this movie did so well because anyone can relate to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the relationship uh, aspect of it is central. Yeah, that's the main. That's the main core thesis, I'd say. So, uh, Umar, I did uh, a little bit of research here about this movie, and I wanted to give you a, a little spiel about what the director said when he when they asked him why he made this movie. I wanted to capture a point in my life in high school when I had crushes on girls, and it totally broke my heart, and it was devastating. I wanted to try and bottle that excitement, that pain, that intensity of being in love and being a teenager. Do you think they do a good job of that in this movie? Very much, very much so. I because they showcase, they showcase a teenage. I mean, I mean, I think he they showcase a teenage relationship, and he kind of. I mean, you know, I'm sure he went back into his own teenage. Yeah, years what he to, perceives to, as a relationship, perceive, yeah. exactly to to show that. Um, but yeah, the I think he showcases that exact um, feeling through multiple different relationships because he shows heartbreak, he shows uh, separation, mm -hmm. um, and he shows uh, a perspective of true love, um, which is through a 14-year-old boy's eyes. Yeah, I think that's my that's my favorite part of this movie yeah. is that the there are also a lot of different relationships that you don't key in. Yeah. That to, so, so, for example, one is obviously Mud and Juniper, his girlfriend, uh, or whatever you call her, whatever, her partner. Um, so, like Omer said... Juniper went off with another man and Mud kills that man and Juniper comes back to Mud. And their relationship, apparently, this happens all the time where Juniper goes off with someone, Mud beats the crap out of them, then she comes back, yeah. right? And then you have uh, the main character's parents. Um, so Ty Sheridan's parents. 
And his parents are breaking up not because they've fallen out of love with each other, but because of economics, you yeah. know, because the mom wants something different with her life and the dad can only make money off of the river. And yeah. he doesn't want to, she doesn't want to move and she does. So that's a different story. And yeah. then you have the neighbor across the street, right? Who Who is dark and evil. And what did they say happened to him? Well, his wife died uh, when he was young. And, yeah. and that's why he's bitter in the way he is. So it's funny how, it's funny how, how love um, is the permeating thing in this movie, but it's not something you would expect when you, like when you, when I turned it on, I, I didn't expect it to be an emotional story about love. I thought it was just going to be like a dude being jacked. Yeah, exactly. Shirt on. So it surprises you. Oh, it took it me, it took me completely by yeah, surprise. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. It definitely surprises you. Um, uh, what else about this film that we should say off the bat? So, so. I think uh, we it, it we would be remiss to talk about this movie without mentioning that it was the biggest film ever shot in the state of Arkansas. So oh, so here's here's why this movie is so good in my opinion. Um, so yeah, shot in Arkansas, based in Arkansas, obviously the river places plays a big part in it. But for for the characters, the actors in that movie, they use something like four hundred locals as extras. Okay, so that's one thing. Put that aside, and then for. Neckbone's character, which is the friend that with the motorbike, yeah, they auditioned two thousand local kids because they wanted someone who already knew how to pilot a boat, ride a motorbike, and kind of they wanted someone who lived that life. Yeah. So ultimately, they uh, they found this kid after interviewing and auditioning two thousand two thousand people, and he was only fifteen. And yeah, as a fifteen year old, I thought his performance as Neckbone was awesome. Yeah, awesome. Both yeah. the kids were really well, but I thought Neckbone, and maybe it's just because he had the better lines. Um, I thought he was excellent. And then further to that, the film, like I said, because it's it's in Arkansas, like this is, movies don't get filmed there. You know, movies yeah. only get filmed in places where there are a lot of like incentives, like Louisiana. That's why Louisiana gets all these movies. But this is what the director said: these places and people have a particular accent and culture, and they're quickly getting homogenized. I wanted to capture a snapshot of a place that probably won't be there forever. And that's again what part of the movie is about, yeah. right? Because they're they're literally taking their boats, their yes. houseboats. Yeah. So the whole way of life that they've lived for hundreds of years is being taken away from them. Yep. And the way he talks about the importance of Arkansas, I think that's translated just like the movie we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Prey. The authentic indigenous influence on that movie, the authentic Arkansan influence on this movie is clear. Yeah. And, and from everything from what they eat to how they dress to how they talk. And you can't fake that. You can't act that. You can only do it when you're there. Yeah. And that elevates the movie for me so much. For sure. I know there was a, there was something about how he said there's a certain way the people of this area talk and, yeah. you know, everything. And that had to be fully authentic. And, and it's crazy to think about that. Like, could you imagine anyone else as, as Mud? No. Guess who was supposed to play him? Chris Pine. Really? Yeah. He was in talks to play him. Yeah, wow. I know. And then, but the director had written the role with Matthew McConaughey in, in mind. Yeah, and, yeah. and then when you look at it, it's like, is Matthew even acting in this movie? Or is he just being himself? He's just being himself. Like, he like, looks yeah. like he's eaten out of a can before like that. Yeah, like, exactly. He yeah. looks like he's done that before, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean that in, like, he looks homeless. I mean, the, the way he does it looks like he has experience. And his, uh, you know, the way his voice and his, you know, general, his accent, the way he talks generally, it just... It fits the role so much. Well, and because, like, I could totally believe, I could totally believe Matthew McConaughey saying something like, that's my lucky shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Krauss in it. You know? Yeah. So it fit his, It's it, and it just, it just goes to show that it was definitely, I think, written for him because a lot of what he says, a lot of the way he acts and stuff, it's very, 
it's very what you would think of him in general. Yeah, he. I feel like I would not be surprised if, like, Matthew McConaughey, when he's not on a film, he just lives on an island. Yeah. <laughs> in a boat. Exactly. Right? Like, that surprised. would not surprise you all that much. Yeah. And, the uh, only technology he has is Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> his Lincoln, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So so the whole movie, though, like, it only took eight months, yeah. eight weeks to shoot. Yeah, it was super quick. quick. Um, and even, like, like I mentioned, Matthew McConaughey, potentially Chris Pine taking that role. The only reason Reese Witherspoon is in this movie is because the director and her, they shared an agency at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Because it's a very small role. It's a very tiny role. Yeah. A- yeah. And she's not really doing a whole, like, she's kind of a bad character. Like, she's essentially a horrible yeah. person. Right? Yeah. That's the way they say it, at least. But yeah, so she's not really, uh, she's not, she's not really doing that much. But I feel like having Matthew McConaughey and Reese Witherspoon star in 2013 is a box office draw well at least Reese Witherspoon was bigger than Matthew McConaughey at that point yeah because he hadn't really hit his stride yet right this is the I mean, movie he, that brings him yeah he it. had a couple well he uh, had his rom-coms but... he had his rom-coms and stuff so he was a name out there but he wasn't uh and he, he had some I think bigger movies here and there but like mm-hmm. this was this got him on the map to like get some better roles yeah like, yeah and this this led directly to Interstellar which yeah, <laughs> yeah. That exactly. scene when he's on Interstellar, when he's like watching all the videos of his daughter getting oh, older, bro, my heart yeah. shatters. And like the way he starts crying and stuff. Yeah. And also the memes from Interstellar are really good. Like an hour here, seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I love that meme. <laughs> so good. Uh, one last piece of little like behind the scenes trivia. And again, I I don't I'm not familiar with um, the director Jeff Nichols's work all that much. But so they asked him like, what inspired you to to make this movie what was one of the inspirations and he talks about this book the last river which when he was in arkansas he pulled from the public library okay and it's a photo essay book just pictures of that area like the river the lifestyle etc and he said that book was so influential because it was just about people who made their earning off of the river whether as a transportation a dumping ground, whatever. And that's why the whole Michael Shannon character is the way he is in this movie. The diver. Yeah. But who makes his money. And he has that whole, he has that, that little bit of a monologue, right? Where he's like, some people dump stuff in yeah. to the river. Other people earn from it. They take things out yes. from it. They refurbish it. Yeah. And I think that that whole piece was directly from that book. Like, cause that's what those people did, right? Yeah. They lived off the land. And then the other pieces, the diving helmet he wears, that there's a picture. I saw a picture of this. It's like exactly the same as a picture in that book. Same thing as the boat he's in when he's diving. Same thing. So I really, really appreciate that this movie, even though it's not realistic in a sense, yeah, right. The disparate parts of it do come from somewhere real. Yes. Yeah. Unlike say Ant Man, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I just find like as a human as a human who was very sick when he watched this movie, yeah. it felt more human to me. Like, the yeah. connection felt more real. The yeah. fact that someone may not have killed someone and escaped, but there was definitely someone who dove like that in this river and made his money that way. Mm-hmm. There was definitely someone who sat all day on a houseboat and fished. And yes. that's how they made their money. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I love about this movie. Yeah, that's true. About, uh, uh, made with very real roots. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other theme, besides love, the symbolic theme, snakes yeah the snake theme so his tattoo is one thing yes uh but then also he mentions a little bit of an easter egg that like anti-venom doesn't work on anyone on him him anymore yeah right and then there's a whole pile of snakes that uh what's his name gets uh 
gets bit by it, right? So and the kids mention yeah the, their fear of snakes, and he's like, "Was like put us on this earth before we were even born? We're afraid of snakes." Yep, yeah. Yep. And I think his I think his dad also calls him a snake, or someone calls someone else a yeah. snake at one point. So snake is like a very pertinent theme theme throughout the movie, and then the fact that he has it tattooed on himself, right, is again it, they're hitting you in the face with the symbolism. Yes, but. Uh, I found it. I found it really funny when uh, when Ellis did like just completely eat it and fall into the snakes. I was like, "Bro, how bad are you at like walking?" Like, <laughs> he just completely ate it. <laughs> like, What's going on here, buddy? Yeah, no. Uh, the uh, I feel like the snake. This might be a bit of a reach, but I feel like the snakes. The snake theme was kind of also uh, a symbolism for Reese Witherspoon's character. Y- yeah. 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 Definitely. And his and his direct, I guess, fascination with snakes, see they're tattooed on him and everything, is linked to his direct fascination with Reese Witherspoon in the movie. So, like, historically, when we think about where this fascination with snakes as the bad guys come from, it's biblical, right? It goes yeah. back to Adam and Eve and, and yeah. the snake that tells them to bite the forbidden fruit, right? Yeah. In this case, she is both the forbidden fruit and the snake. And the snake. Because... Yeah. She's the reason he keeps getting into trouble. And yeah. that's what uh, Mr. Blankenship says too, right? Yeah. His, his surrogate dad. It's like, since they were kids, she's been doing this yeah. to him, right? Yeah. So she's both the forbidden fruit and the snake because she bites him too, yes. right? And I think that's what I found so so interesting about this movie in terms of the symbolism is that the snakes and the love, all characters touch on both of those at some point. Whether yeah. it's calling someone a snake or being threatened by a snake or being bit by a snake or yeah. having your son and having to take care of him because he got bit by a snake. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just tight. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that it makes sense. Um, I, I think it's the general theme that they wanted to showcase that happens in every close relationship yeah. where when something doesn't go wrong, the other is perceived as a snake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting because the snake and the love piece, they don't hit you on the head with it. Yeah, they don't. Like the love stories particularly, everyone is in a love story of some kind. Yes. Right? But they don't. Like, even the Michael Shannon character, the diver, he loves his nephew. Yes. He's worried about his nephew. Yeah. But it's not, like, he's not hitting you on the head with, like, love means so much and matters so yeah, much. Yeah, And you're, 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 what, 28, 29, almost 30 years in a few years? Have you ever had an overt conversation about love like that? No. We don't do that as humans. But yeah. it's always in movies and TV. Like, I love this, that. Love, love means this. Like, no one talks like that. Yeah. Exactly. That's why this movie's so good. Yeah, it's very subtle. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's not slapping you in the face with it. Yeah. Um, so this was this movie came out late teens. We were in high school at the time, right? Yes. Do you remember how big Hunger Games was when you were in high school? Oh, massive. So when I saw Juniper's bird tattoos, that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Because remember, people were getting those. Yeah. The Hunger Games bird tattoos, the, yeah. the Mockingbird, Mockingbird, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's what that reminded me of. Yeah, yeah, true. And I was like... Because the first Hunger Games was like 2011 or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah, and then Jennifer Lawrence became the thing. Yes. Like, she was the she star. She was the thing after that. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. She, she, had a, she had a reign of like five, six years after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she decided, I don't want to be famous anymore. Yeah. I'll just do whatever I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for her. I, I like her. But yeah, it just it brought me back into that high school of like people who would like get that tattoo of a Mockingjay yeah. or whatever. And I was like... 15 years later, have you read that book again? No, but okay, we'll let it slide. <laughs> um, Mr. Blankenship, that's Mud's dad. I wanted to talk about him, or Mud's father figure. He's the guy who's across the yeah. river. Is that guy Steph Curry with the shot? Oh, interesting. 
Because he is a killer, bro. Yeah. He's shooting people in the head, bro. Yeah, yeah He's murdering people. <laughs> he is Steph Curry, bro. He's Steph Curry with a machine gun. Also, I found it really funny how he just left, like, a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to give him a, a case of water. Or, you know, maybe he needs, like, a lighter to make a fire. No, I'm just giving him booze. <laughs> That's all he needs. And then and then he drinks it all in one night. Yeah. yeah not, not good for your liver. No. But yeah, I, I like this character, to be honest. Well, he was the only character... Well, he was the one character who cared about Mud, yeah. realistically. But he seemed, like, genuinely in touch with his feelings and emotions. Like, he seemed completely content with his life yeah. the way it was, even though he had gone through tragedy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Also, his background, apparently, of him being a CIA assassin. I was like... Oh, yeah, that was interesting. I was like, I love how he was like, I wasn't really. It's just, it's just what Mud thinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's right here? Um, and, uh, and speaking of Mud, how bad does he smell? Oh, it's gotta be terrible. Like you're okay. Let, let's let's game it out. Okay, you're on the run. Yes. So probably three four days. Yeah. You've had to get to an island, which means you swam probably. Yeah. Now you're on this island. You have no sanitary, uh, yeah. cleaning equipment, nothing of that sort. Definitely no deodorant, right? right? No lotion, nothing. And you're eating canned beans with meat, <laughs> not cooked, just cold. Yeah. Yeah. None of those aromas are pleasant. Individually are pleasant. So yes. together, yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can he's only gotta, it's gotta be a wreck. I'm yeah. surprised those guys are get so close to him. Yeah. <laughs> like because like, Matthew McConaughey in the shot did not smell that bad, I guess. <laughs> I mean he he looks brilliant. He looks, the smell yeah. does not yes. <laughs> is not aligned with the, oh, the way man. he looked. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching the movie and I was like, oh man. Like they're on the boat at the end. Yeah. And I'm like and like McConaughey's like passed out and like it's a small boat. I'm like, you must freaking rank here, bro. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of fresh air coming yeah, out. Right? <laughs> um and then you know, the mud story of him being homeless and, and all of that, I thought that fit really well with the, the socioeconomic kind of underpinning of this of this this whole thing. Like yeah. that that story was really compelling about not wanting to leave the boat because it's your way of life and it's the only way of yeah. life you've known. Uh, I know that was kind of like secondary, but I really felt for the dad. He was a good actor, first of all. But I couldn't imagine being in that position. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's so he's it's not just tough, but like interrelating that with a fourteen year old and all the stuff that they're going through, and then your parents are going through a divorce. Thankfully, neither of us have had to go through that, but that's that's heavy. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think Ellis Kai Sheridan does a really good job of of making the emotions real in that case he's just frustrated you know yeah and he doesn't understand why his parents are being this way it was a very real performance yeah and, and that goes back to his whole idea of love right he's like if you love her why are you stopping like why yeah. like, why it's yeah. just love and he doesn't understand that like people fall in and out of love or, yeah like, love isn't the same thing all the time it's not or it's not always the most important thing yeah, yeah. and i think that that goes to his his little outburst where he yeah. where he punches that guy in the face and then he asks the girl yeah. out and he yeah. feels so good. Yeah. And then they what they go on one date. I yeah. think she kisses him on the cheek or something, and then that's it. Yeah. And then he goes and punches the next guy in the face. And the guy beats the crap out of him. But also, like, you're she looks like 17, 18. Why are you dating a 14-year-old? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't get that. She was she was definitely she's older, older, a couple years older. Yeah, right? yeah she's like older. And she's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll go with a freshman. I don't yeah. think that would be cool in 2023. Yeah um yeah that's true actually but there was she was rarely in the film yeah and she was kind of mean a little bit i i'm 
I was debating on putting her as punchable face, but I did. <laughs> that would be controversial. Yeah, but she was really mean. Man. The way the way it's like, yeah, obviously he's fourteen. He's not emotionally mature. He doesn't know you guys are dating. Yeah, but like you could have made that a little clearer. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> like, you went on one day. He thinks you're married now. Like he, he's never done this before. Yeah, bro. There was a scene where um, he asked her, "Do you, you want to be my girlfriend?" And she just gave him a kiss or something. Yeah, she just gives it. him a kiss and laughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, "What do you mean?" And then she doesn't answer any of his phone calls. Yeah, and he keeps calling her. Yeah. And it's like, bro. She's not about this life, yeah, bro. That's true. Oh, yeah. you know, you know what hurt my feelings when he was with his friend and he he yelled her name and she just ignored him. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that, that hurt, bro. That hurt. But because there was one scene where he's talking to her and he's like, "You're nice. You're nice to everyone," and that did not. Did not that, that was false. <laughs> yeah, that was false. Um, speaking of someone who is nice in this movie, uh, Michael Shannon's character as the diver uncle. Uh, yes, I what's hilarious is. His intro in the movie didn't make him seem like an actor. No, no, yeah, yeah. With the woman, right? When he's yeah, sleeping with, with her? Yeah, yeah. And she comes out mad and she's telling his nephew, yeah. oh, when you grow up, make sure you treat uh, women with respect, and, yeah. uh, treat them like princesses. And she runs out and I'm like, oh, so he's a jerk. Up there. And then it kind of, he surprises me. After. My favorite thing about that is that he comes out and what's he wearing? His wetsuit? Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm going to invite a girl over. I'm, I'm not going to bother and take my wetsuit off. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out with her. I was like, yo, what a guy. Um, but yeah, I found him I found him great because, again, he's one of the only adults in this in this movie that, aside from Mud, um, that takes like the kids seriously and takes yeah. their opinions seriously. And he's not overbearing. And I thought his relationship with uh, Jacob Laughlin's neck bone was really sweet. It's not like in media, you always see the cool uncle trope. But yeah. this was different because he is responsible for him as well, yeah. right? Because like he he's the the parent, so I really really enjoyed um I really enjoyed his part. And like I said, I'm a fan of Michael Shannon. You mentioned him as Zod. He's just a fun, good actor. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, I also really enjoyed how practical he was as a character. So they show him in that one scene where he's making the light. Yeah. Right, and then he mentions the whole spiel about how like half their house is filled with stuff they found at the bottom of the river. Yeah. I really like that. But that light comes back at the end of the movie do you remember because yeah. he uses it he uses it to get mud out of the water oh yeah. okay okay yeah yeah oh look at that yeah yeah, yeah. it does come very back. practical yeah. I, I love that yes. and again that bit of the movie we think is directly from the book that the author had yeah uh, had uh, read as a child so th- i think that that those kinds of connections uh, cool. when the real world like, if we were to ever make a movie and we included things of our childhood that would just make the movie better because yeah. we have experienced those things and we know what it's like and we know what it feels like to be in those shoes. Yeah. And so that that's why I, I really his character seemed real to me. That let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. And that's not always the case in movies. Um the other piece I I wasn't aware at this time, but did these two actors, the kids, um, did they get a lot of like plaudits for this because they do a really good job they do a great job i don't know i can't remember this is like years ago now yeah. but i can't remember if they got any recognition if they got any um nominations for anything i, I don't or... know about nominations i know ty sheridan um the main character ellis yeah. he ended up kind of parlaying that into a pretty big role because he became the new cyclops remember in the new x-men movies oh there's like three or four of them true, true, true. so he must have obviously like gotten a bag for that whatever but th- those are the movies he's kind of known for now um i'm not sure if he's done anything bigger like recently uh, but oh, yeah he was in deadpool 2 i guess and, yeah you know, he, he comes yeah. in a, he comes in as uh cyclops yeah. but yeah he's he was an excellent excellent actor i thought he really showed the teenage angst really well yeah and then the other neckbone, he just had the best lines it oh was yeah, so yeah. Funny. he was funny he's so funny and he's so skinny too 
Yeah, I liked his line when uh, they were in the boat, him and uh, his uncle, and um, and he, he makes that comment about the uh, the helmet smelling. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he's he's. He's a classic like comic relief character who's not really comic relief because he ha- plays a really important role. Yeah, we should say that this movie wouldn't happen without him because he's the one who has a motorbike and I think the yeah. boat is too, right? Yeah. So that's I like him. Yeah, he was he was really good and I, I, and again he's not someone I recognized before watching this movie. I'm I guess he came in the big Maze Runner movies, but those aren't movies I really watched that closely. But oh, he's in the new Joker movie, which would be interesting. Folie à deux with uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's coming on next year, eh? Is it, is it a musical? Apparently. Yeah, so that, I, that, that turns me off it. I have no reaction to, to that. Be honest, yeah, yeah, I don't, turns I don't, me off it. I don't care for that. Um, do you know any of the movies that did houseboats this well? Not that I can think of it on the top of my head right now. There's only one I can think of. Too Fast, Too Furious. Paul Walker oh! lives on a houseboat. Do you remember that? Yes! He lives on a houseboat, yeah. he, but he drives a skyline. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know why I remember that. It's just a random, random yeah. thing. I guess the only, that's the only example. I, just, I feel like houseboats, that, that should be like a thing. More houseboats in it. Like, that's a good setting. It's pretty cool. Yeah, a houseboat. I yeah. like that. Um, and then this is something maybe you noticed, maybe you didn't. The store that they uh, that he follows Juniper into, it's called the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. And he, he's like standing at the edge of an aisle and he's looking into an aisle. On the edge of that aisle, if you look behind him, it's the can of beans that mud loves so much the brand oh it's the ones that he had eaten a few days before so before he was, yeah and then and then the next scene is him going to mud when he doesn't expect him and he brings him some beans yeah right so just small little, stuff like yeah. that like like it's cool someone thought yeah. someone someone thought about oh we need to order 800 of these cans to put them on the <laughs> shelf and then he's gonna grab them so i i appreciate that kind of the older i get the more i appreciate yeah. like the set design and, and the cinematography and stuff and like again we've talked about this before set design Someone has to go and pick out that desk. Someone has to pick that chair, you know? Yeah. And there's 50 chairs they have to choose from. And so it's all they think about. Take whatever you ask. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I like. And then last but not least, this is important. Is Mud an engineer? How the hell did he get that boat off? The, like, so, so, so we, should, we should put some background. So this boat has ended up in the trees because of a, a hurricane i believe right yeah um and then mud is like well it's a great boat it's got good bones i'm gonna bring it down i'm gonna make it i'm gonna rebuild it and then i'm gonna sail it to the gulf of mexico to escape the the law yeah bro when he was asking him for all this stuff i didn't know what he was looking for and then yeah. the next scene he's tied up around his waist with an axe in the middle of the trees and then he just chopping shit and then the boat flies down and nothing happens yeah. like it doesn't break yeah is he an engineer? Evidently, <laughs> what, what was he doing the last ten years? Did he go to Stanford, like the MIT? That's they never tell you anything. Yeah. Actually, they they don't tell you the plan at all. They're just like, yeah, he's got a plan, and he just does it. And he just does it. He's just a practical dude. He's a very practical dude. Yeah, I, I was. It's interesting how that all worked. But it's interesting how he knew so much about what he everything. Knew. He knew he just knew everything. He knew he's just one of those dudes who's like a random fact generator. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was just I mean. It was the mystery in him, I guess. Yeah, it, has, all... it adds to the mystery in him. Like, how do you know this stuff? Where are you from? What do you do? You know? So, But they, they don't really reveal anything. It's completely what I would expect if I, yeah. like, walked into a bar and I saw Matthew McConaughey there. He'd be like, you know, the reason why brushes have 47 hairs because <laughs> this, this, and that. And you're like, what? Why do you know this? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the kind of guy he is. But, yeah, that that whole scene of them, like, I love a good montage of when they're building something. Like, Kalhonaho. You know when they yeah, do the restaurant? The restaurant. I love that uh, montage. So yeah. Great montage. But like, 
I wish they gave us a little bit more detail about how does Mud know this? How did, yeah. Did his dad teach him or his father or whatever teach him? Like, how do you... I, th- I think they just implied because of the surroundings. Because he's, like he's like a rough and tumble guy. He's he just no, knows his guy. way around. Uh... Yeah, he's, he's grown up in like a similar kind of setting. And they say he's like a street kid. He's like, he didn't actually like, yeah. So they kind of, they kind of give you that aspect of his character to make you, to make it believable that like, he can, he can do stuff. So what else. level of education do we think Mud has? Grade eight? I mean, probably. Yeah. yeah. And not yeah. probably more than that. Well, I mean, he thought he was going to leave with a woman on a boat, but he just left with his dad. So yeah. <laughs> that's probably not great, but at least he had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, I, I can't stress enough um, how much I enjoyed this movie. And I was really surprised when you recommended this to us uh, last week because I had never heard of it. Yeah. I, I honestly had never heard of this movie. And I'm not someone who typically wants to go to Arkansas, but this movie made me like want to see the Mississippi River. Yeah, right. I was like, I want to see this massive body of, and we live near a big river yeah but i was like i want to see this massive body of water i, I feel like this it. is one of the those movies that kind of go, went under the rugs a little bit in terms of matthew mcconaughey films i don't know it's not something that's been talked about too much. well that era of mcconaughey that was a mcconaissance right yeah so like he was he was huge he was all over like you know me i watch a lot of basketball that lincoln ad was yeah. all over the nba everywhere. bro yeah. everywhere and he also just looks really good in a suit right yes. So the fact that he's not in a suit in this movie is is interesting. Yeah. Um, have you seen his movie, The Lincoln Lawyer? No, I have not. Oh, you'll love that. You'll love it. Um, but yeah, this this movie overall, Mer, I I can't talk enough about how much I enjoy it. And honestly, this this is probably the best. This is probably the best recommendation I can give it is I'm gonna show this movie to my younger nieces and nephews. Yeah. Like they're teenagers, like younger. I think this movie has a lot of. A lot of like lessons yes seeped into it that aren't over and it's one of those pieces of art that everyone can watch and get something different out of it but in a positive way yeah not like uh oh i'm gonna become a murderer now um but yeah great great movie shall we move on to the awards let's do the awards okay omer let's start at the bottom as we always do who is your most punchable face okay it has so i understand that he became he ends up being a good character in this movie but just because of his intro scene, Michael Shannon. Yeah, oh, so funny. Oh my god. I, I, that's such a it's such a he's such a good comic actor. Yeah. The way he comes out with that wetsuit is so and it's because of the wetsuit's half on too. Because yeah. his upper body's exposed. Yeah. It's just like flopping on the ground. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh mine was uh Paul Sparks as Carver. He's the brother. Yeah. He's the it, one who who's like, Oh, sorry, I remember he beats them up. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then and then he's like, Oh, how much do all the fish cost? Forty bucks, whatever. Yeah. If you remember, he comes in House of Cards in the later seasons. He's just a very punchable face in yes. that role. Yeah. I just want to... <clears throat> uh, what was your favorite sequence? Uh, the shootout. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good sequence. Yeah. Um, again, Mr. Blankenship. Steph Curry with the shot, boy. Yeah, man. Like, he's murking. If his gun didn't jam, <laughs> everyone yeah. would have been done. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good scene. That was a well-done scene. Also, again, another part I really like about the authenticity, I like how the dad had a gun because, you know, every man yeah. in that area has a gun. For sure. He's like, I'm going to pull the gun in. I love that. Uh, my favorite sequence was taking the boat down because I didn't understand it one bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just didn't get it. I was like, I love this. Good for you. Yeah. Um, who's your most efficient? I'm going to give it to Reese Witherspoon. Because she's barely in this movie. She's barely in it, and... Uh, she plays a but she plays a huge role in it. What do you think? She was there for what, like maybe in Arkansas for what, a week? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if her scenes were shot in a day or two. I, I, because but she has one scene, a couple of scenes in a hotel room. Yeah, a motel room. One scene, one scene in a store. superstore, and one scene 
walking into the grocery store. And one scene at like that club or whatever where she was. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what, two days work? Not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, so in terms of the uh, in terms of the MVP, I think we're both aligned here. It's uh, got to be one person only. Oh, I should say, actually, my Steph Curry most efficient word is Michael Shannon. Oh, because yeah. I love him and I appreciate him. And he's really, really unintentionally funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> beyond that, MVP, I think it's one person. Omar, who is it? Matthew McConaughey. It has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at his filmography, this is the literal McConaughey. After this movie comes out, everything kind of changes for him, right? It's the professional expansion. It's also where he comes into... Have you ever seen True Detective? Yes. Yeah. You know, that also was... where he comes the, into that. That was after this. Um Dallas Buyers Club, ever heard of it? He won yeah. an Oscar for that one. Yeah. That's like the only movie I can think of where he's not acting like himself. Yeah. Like he's legitimately yeah. not acting. And then what about the fact that he's in Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. In a role for 30 seconds, which blows a lot of people away in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, I think he won an Oscar for that too, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, did he win did it? Did he get nominated? Yeah, he got nominated. Or, yeah. I can't remember which one he won it for. I know he did win. He won an Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that what he did. Um, but yeah, this is this is the reconnaissance. And and a lot of it, if you look at the filmography, it's like, oh, established actor. It comes from 2011 to 2014. That's Just mud, directly, man. That's yeah. like, that's mud season. I think mud is where it all began for him. I think it's also where people respected that he didn't need to be just the handsome guy. Yeah. Right? He could be more. He could actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not saying he's not handsome, but like, this movie, this role is different. Yes. 100%. So, with that being said, Omer, it is now my turn to decide on a movie. Now, you mentioned to me that you watched You Season 4, right? Yeah. So, I'm going to choose a movie that includes Ped Badgley. And I'm assuming you don't watch very many movies with Ped Badgley. Because he doesn't come in a lot of movies. This movie is called Margin Call. Okay? It's about um, one night in 2008, 2009, where an investment bank goes down. Okay. One night. Features Zachary Kinto. Kevin Spacey, uh, the aforementioned Penn Badgley, and also, uh, what's the actor who plays Vision? Paul Bettany. Mm, okay. And then there are a bunch of smaller MVP-like awards in this movie. So Demi Moore comes in, as a, uh, Seth Curry, I should say. Demi Moore's in it. Jeremy Irons is in it. There are a lot of great, great okay. actors. And it's very prescient right now because... We've had multiple banks collapse yeah. over the past couple of months, yeah. right? A couple of weeks. And this movie is about the last time this kind of thing was happening, uh, which is the 2008 financial collapse. All right. That's interesting. Uh, it's available on Netflix. It's a quick watch. It's not very long. Uh, and I forgot the, another great actor. Stanley Tucci's in it. Oh. And Omer, I am so excited for you to watch this because you're going to have so many favorite moments. The dialogue is unreal. And you don't have to know anything about finance or banking to enjoy the acting that's going on. It's very much like a play. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie for next week is Margin Call, available on Netflix. Please, if you'd like to follow along with us, watch it, record it on Letterboxd, and tune in for the podcast. But that's all we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Bye.